What a powerful, powerful day it, it was last Sunday. In fact, I've been thinking about it all week long. I believe that Sunday, in its unusual way, ranks about number three in some of the great services that I've been in. Now, we didn't have a, a lot of altar, a lot of decisions. We had some. But just the spirit of, of everybody coming, just being able to get back together. I remember when I was pastoring in a church, we had a big building program going on and we, were, we had two worship services and two Sunday schools. Those flip-flopped. They ran simultaneously. One group was in worship, another group in Sunday school. And then when the worship ended and the Sunday school ended, everybody just swapped places and we did that. And I remember we were getting ready to go in our new building and... I had an evangelist come, a friend of mine that was a great preacher. His wife was a tremendous prayer warrior. I mean, second to none. And we got in that first service, and my, the Lord was blessing. Old David Walker was preaching up a storm, and I was looking at my clock. I was getting nervous. And I could tell, boy, we may wind up going over and that's going to log jam the whole operation because the Sunday school is going to get out. They're going to try to get in. But I saw God do an amazing thing that Sunday morning. That first service did go way over. In fact, when we gave the invitation, people came from everywhere. They were in the altars. There were folks getting saved. They were praying over here, praying over there. And you could see the Sunday school folks had already gotten out, were standing out at the doors waiting to get into the building. But how do you shut down a service when God is powerfully moving as He was that morning in such a powerful way? We finally got it ended, probably about 20 minutes late. I just knew now the next service, we've killed it. There's not going to be anything happen. The next group came in as that first crowd went out. We began to have that service. And would you know, the same thing happened again. God's presence just fell on that place. And the second service was absolutely just like the first service in what God did. You know, that's how God works, isn't it? So whether you come to 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock, I just feel positive that you're going to just sense the movement of the Spirit of God in either one of those services. You're not going to miss out on anything. And when we can baptize some folks again and put that on uh, uh, tape it and show it during both services, what an added blessing that's going to be. Another great service I was in was in Romania. We were in Romania on a mission trip. 9-11. Can you believe of a person being out of the country on 9-11 and all that that was going on here. But anyway, God was just stirring the hearts of the people in Romania. We went early one morning into a village. We were dropped off there. Our, our team was dropped off. We were going to visit all day long, go from door to door, house to house, talk about the fact we're going to have a service that night. And I remember that as we got nearer our service time, we noticed that the big Romanian Orthodox Church began to meet. Those folks all dress in black. They have no joy. They're, not, they're, they're more like uh, 
a, a branch of Catholicism or something similar to that. They're, they're not evangelical Christian believers. It was the state church in Romania. And all of those folks began to crowd into that church wearing all of their black. And man, they were coming from everywhere in that village. And I began to get so discouraged. I thought, man, that there's not going to be anybody left to come to our service tonight. And I got so discouraged. But you know something? God works in powerful ways, doesn't he? It was about time for our service to start. And little did I know that Orthodox Church was turning out about the time we were starting. And some of our team had gone down there and was standing outside the Orthodox Church and they started motioning and getting all of those people rallied up and they came up and our service was packed, jam-packed when we started. We began to praise God. We began to sing. God began to move in a powerful way the preaching of the word, and when the invitation was given, there were dozens of people saved who had been in that Orthodox service but came up to where life was, where Jesus was being preached, and folks were saved all over the house that night. Well, the, those are two great services that I've been in. I had a lot more. But Sunday, right here in our church, was special. And those of you that cut, that were here and those of you that watched online, you could tell there was just something special. There was a sweet spirit of God that permeated this place on Sunday morning. I was afraid people would be nervous getting out and be a little bit fidgety. But I didn't see anybody like that. Everybody was smiles. Everybody was happy to be here. Everybody was doing their distancing. We did every other pew just like it was supposed to happen. And I mean, God just blessed in a powerful, powerful way. It was a sweet, special service. I want you to join with me in the next several days, and let's pray that God will do that again. We just want to glorify Him. We want to honor Him. This, this is a season where our church is not at risk, as we talked about Sunday. These are the great days for us as a people of God, as a church of Jesus. Let's just pray, spend time praying before the Lord that God will just do another great work in our church and in our fellowship. Now, if you came at 9 o'clock, come back again at 9. Bring somebody with you. If you came at 11 o'clock, come back again this Sunday at 11. Bring somebody with you. Now then, if you found out you need to switch times, if you wish you had come at another time and you came at a time, that's okay to do that. You can switch around as, as you feel impressed to do so. After all, with the overflow that we have down in the gym where it's really safe, for those that don't want to be in a crowd and really watching closely, that's a great place to be. We've got that overflow, and so if the service in here, if it maxes out at 110, then anybody coming in after that, they're going to need to go down to the gym area for either of our services. But it's good if we keep them balanced. That Sunday was perfect balance. 80 and one, 90 and another. So if we can keep a, a balance like that, I believe that's going to go a long way. 
I just want to thank some folks tonight. Everybody did a great job. But T-Max, you, you outdid yourself, lady. I mean, she had on her mask, and it's good to wear a mask. If you want to wear a mask, she sprayed down all of these seats. Daniel was helping her. We had all the sanitizer out. Man, we were wiping everything down. We're doing that again this coming Sunday. And I just got to thinking, I tell you what, I believe our church service here was cleaner than Walmart. It was cleaner here than Food Line. It was cleaner here than Patty's and anywhere else I've been around lately. I'm going to tell you something, folks. You folks did a great job preparing our church. Sunday school teachers, you did a great job getting your class together, just rallying the troops, rallying the people because we've got to pray together. We've, we've got to pray in person. We've got to be there. We've got to look eye to eye with each other as we pray, as we pray for our friends, as we reach out. Now, we're still a, little, a time away from any children's classes or anything like that, any extended sessions, any little worship. That will come, but we're going to make sure that we really feel safe and that we've got our act together before, before we do any of, of those kinds of things. If you are planning to sing, if God's laid a song on your heart, or you're getting a trio together, or a duet together, you want to sing, let me ask you to do this. Contact Tony. Tony is going to have to, or Daniel can help him, but Teresa, but Tony, we, we, if you'll contact Tony and let him know, he can get you put on the schedule and work that out. And the reason why is these services, we're going to have some time restraints. So I hope folks don't come in on a particular Sunday and say, hey, I think I want to sing today. No, we don't need to do it like that. We need to know ahead of time. Uh, it needs to be planned out. You let, uh, let Tony know because we, we just need it similar to what we had Sunday. Didn't you enjoy singing those congregational songs together? Boy, I sure did. So we had three congregational songs and one special, and that was a perfect, that was a perfect mix. Now, we're going to be recognizing graduates. I don't know if it'll be this Sunday or next Sunday. Daniel's working on that, but that's going to take up some time, too. But we still want to do our congregational singing. So you can see as we do these special things and we keep these services going the way that we need to, it's important to let Tony know, work with him in, in scheduling uh, your music. Sort of like we used to do when we signed up on the calendar back there. Well, anyway, thank you for just letting me reminisce. And I'm, I'm still on the overflow from Sunday. What a, what a powerful, powerful day we had in the Lord. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell others. Say, look, come out and go with us. But, but if you don't come, if you can't, if you don't feel safe to come yet, that's okay. We're not rushing you. You tell people that you know, 11 o'clock service is online. Stay right there and watch it and enjoy as we uh, serve, serve the Lord together and as we get ready. I tell you what, Sunday's offering blew my mind, folks. Daniel said, boy, those bags felt full Sunday. He 
got it all and put it in a bag for Brendan. She picked it up, counted it, took it to the bank. $11,000 Sunday in our offering. Boy, isn't God good. God is doing great things. And we just want to keep on praising Him and honoring Him for, for what He's doing. Well, I want to talk just a moment about community involvement. Our church has really been involved in the community. I haven't talked a lot about it during the morning Bible studies that we did because the time frame was so brief and I needed to get those in there. We haven't talked a lot about it on Sundays. But I just want to talk tonight a little bit about the touch ministry of Elizabeth Chapel because, folks, you have done a great job touching and ministering in the community over these past uh, past several weeks. For one thing, twice our church has given $500 to food needs right here among the school children. So we, we have given $1,000 to help feed children during their time of being out of school because to keep those lunches and things going because some of the kids in our community don't have uh, good, good places to eat. They, their, their parents either work or their home life is of such. They don't get good meals. So the churches in our community have really been involved along with the school and along with leaders, civic leaders and others, getting that need met in our community. I think they, we've done it at the First Baptist once. We did it at Northside, uh, down at West School. And our folks, as you would expect, were right on the front lines of helping do, do that. I asked Catherine to just send me a little note, and she did, about those, some of those that helped. Now, I may miss some. There, there may be others that you were doing something and, and didn't tell anybody or we didn't know about it. But Catherine and Chris Summers, Marlene Adams, Becky Miller, Donna Herbert, Lisa Cripps, Aaron Turner, Zach Arnold, Amy Tobit, Nancy Young, and Daniel, those folks were involved in this food distribution. Those are the ones I know about. Now, if I didn't read your name off, get me your name. Send me a text or let me know. Uh, because I'm, I'm keeping up with this kind of thing just, just to be able to know what our folks are doing out there in the community. The next thing on the docket is the backpack program, the backpack ministry. Uh, Catherine is going to a meeting on that. She may invite some of you to go. We're going to get some folks together and do that ministry as well. That's the next thing uh, that's coming up in our community. There will probably be money need to be given to that. Supplies will need to be given. I don't know what all, but that's going to be going on. I'm also proud and so thankful. As you all know, we've got a lot of school teachers in our church that teach here in our public schools. And I want you teachers to know how proud I am of you. You've worked so hard, even though school was dismissed. You've kept on teaching. You've done it online. You've stayed in touch with your students. I've had teachers in our church tell me I've called every student that I've had and checked up on them, checked on their families. My friend, I can't tell you how that blesses me as a pastor and looking at what we talked about Sunday, that, our, that, that the church is at risk because 
we're losing touch. Not our folks. We're not losing touch. We are a touchy-feely church, and soon we're going to hug each other again. But just knowing that, that all of these kinds of ministries, nothing has slowed us down. And folks, we're, we're as strong today as we were the last Sunday that we met a couple of months ago. In fact, I think we're stronger. I looked around Sunday and I was, I was looking for certain folk to see if they were going to show back up that were very faithful in our church in attendance but, but are not members yet or hadn't joined yet or hadn't fulfilled, uh, decided or whatever. And the vast majority were, were right back with us. And I tell you, folks, that's a blessing. And I thank the Lord for it. And I know that God's going to continue to do great and marvelous things. Our deacons have worked. They've been very involved. Very involved ministering to families of our church. Listen to me, friend. The church, you as a people, we minister in the community. But the deacons of our church, their job is not to minister in the community. Now, they may do some of that. But the deacons in our church, their job is to minister to the body, to us, the people. That's Acts 6. And our, our deacons have done a great, great work. And I thank the Lord for all that they have done. Well, let me go through this prayer list here for a moment and then we'll have a prayer and then I'm going to share one verse of Scripture with you and then, then we're going to be finished for tonight. These are some upcoming prayer needs. Uh, Linda Rogers is going to have a spinal surgery tomorrow. They, there's a tumor they're going to remove. That's Linda Rogers tomorrow. Doug Stevens' dad was in the hospital. He's now home, but he has to have care around the clock and family members are rotating in and staying with him at night be praying for Doug's dad uh, George and Lenora Davis daughter-in-law named Cheryl uh, was hospitalized very seriously just a few days ago she's getting a little bit better now but let's pray for her and her husband Michael she is in Vanderbilt let's pray for her is a very serious situation with her um, Linda Scott who passed away let's pray for Ricky and that family Kathy Edwards is still uh, having cancer treatments let's continue to pray for Kathy and Kathy, you don't, don't rush back up here now. You just stay right there at home till your doctor gives you the green light to come back out. Because I know Kathy, should be, she's always the first one that's here. But she needs to be safeguarding things. Uh, Judy Cook is waiting for all of this COVID to end so she can get back to her uh, stem cell transplants. That's going to start later on. Let's pray for her. Uh, Bonnie, let's pray for her brother who has cancer. Many of you know him. And let's just pray tonight for our homebound. There are so many of our homebound that we want to lift up to the Lord that, that I've not been able to go back out and visit yet. And I know their families are caring for them, but let's pray for them. There's some other ministries that are on our hearts. They're on my heart. I know that they these kinds of ministries suffer uh, financially during uh, something like we've gone through because they get into the churches and they get support from the churches. Let's just pray for some tonight. Lighthouse Christian Camp, I think they're scheduled in June and July to get the kids back. 
Team Challenge of Crossville. Let's pray for them. That's where Corey, Corey Bradford is heading that, uh, helping head that up. Uh, the Summit View Boys Ranch in Mississippi, where our heart is with that group out there. Let's be praying for the Summit View Boys Ranch during this time. Those guys out there are doing real good, and God's blessing them. And let's remember tonight, Hung Thack. Hung Thack in L.A., you love Hung. He was powerfully used of God in our church just a few months ago. This kind of problem can really weigh heavy on that type of a faith-based minister ministry. So let's pray for him. Would you bow with me tonight as we lift these up? Father, you hear our prayers tonight, our concerns and our burdens. In all of these, Lord, that we have mentioned tonight, we just lift them up to you. We've already named them one by one. We've named the ministries and the people. And God, we just now pray that your Holy Spirit will bring these people and these ministries back to our minds. That we can continue to pray for them. We can bathe them in prayer. These with cancer, these that are having surgery tomorrow, Linda, tomorrow. And others, Lord, that have special needs. God, lay your hand upon them. Give them peace and comfort and assurance that things are okay and that they're in your hands. We love you. We praise you, Father. And we honor you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, John chapter 17, just about three or four minutes here. Let me just share a couple of verses with you. And let me read these verses. Chapter 17 of John, beginning in verse 14. This is that high priestly prayer. This is this last prayer that Jesus prayed. Prayed for his disciples, prayed about the will of God. He was looking forward to going back to heaven and being with the Father. And in this prayer, he winds up in it also praying for you and me. Because he prays for those who would later on be saved and believe in Him at a later time. And so this prayer covers everybody that will ever be saved until Jesus returns again. That's pretty neat, isn't it? I like that. He said, Father, I have given them Your Word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. My friend, I keep telling you this, but you're going to have to believe me. The world doesn't like you. The world does not like you because they don't love Jesus and you remind them of Jesus when you live for Him. Now other Christians like you. Other Christians love you, but the world doesn't. And Jesus tells us that because we're not of this world. We're, we're not of it. We're in it, but we're saved out of it. We're delivered from it. Then he goes on, I do not pray for you, God, that you take them out of the world. But God, I'm praying that you will leave them in the world. But, Father, keep them from the wicked one. Now, friend, right there's the key. You and I are living in this world. We're active in this world. We're the hands of Jesus. We're the feet of Jesus. We're the touch ministry of Christ. We're the voice of Jesus in this world for the sake of Christ. We are the light of the world. We are the salt. When you pour us into their open wound, we sting and burn. 
We burn them. That's who we are. We're believers. We're not to get along with the world. We're not to be accepted by the world. And we're not of it. But God's, but Jesus says, Father, protect them from the evil one. Protect them from the devil. And my friend, listen, if Jesus doesn't protect us from the devil, we don't have a chance. There are all kinds of problems in this world, all kinds of risk in this world, all kinds of pitfalls in this world. There are things out there you all, you and I don't even know about. We don't even know. There are problems out there in this world we do not even know exist. But Jesus does. And God does. And Jesus prayed to the Father. And he said, Father, protect them. Protect my children from the evil one who wants to hurt them and destroy them. He said in verse 17, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. I am sending them into the world. I just close with thought. Sanctify them. Sanctification. If we were to take a quiz Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, we wouldn't even know what sanctification probably is. If it took one at 11 o'clock, they might even know, but the 9 o'clock might not, or vice versa. Here's sanctification. Sanctification simply means set apart from something for the purpose of something else. Set apart from something. I have been set apart from the world, Jesus is saying, and I've been set apart unto doing His will. Set apart from the world and set aside for Jesus' sake. That's what sanctification is. That's who we are. We have been saved out of this world and set apart by Jesus. And then Jesus sends us into the world to minister for Him, to touch the lives of other people, to be His hands, His eyes, His ears, His feet, His voice. That's what we're all about. That is the purpose of Elizabeth Chapel. If I did not think that we were going to do that, I'd walk out that door and I'd get in my car and I'd be gone and I'd forget it. But I know that's who we are. We get that, don't we? Our purpose is not here for us. Our purpose here is for Christ. We've been set apart out of the world His chosen people, His special people, set apart, claimed out of the world, saved out of the world for His purpose, and then He, in turn, sends us back into the world changed, spirit-filled, full of the gospel message, and full of the love that needs to be given to others and the light that needs to be shown to a lost and dying the world. That's why we've got joy, happiness, fulfillment, excitement, energy, all the rest of those words. Well, look, our time is gone. We'll have another service similar to this next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Praying for you. Pray for each other. Be in contact with one another. See you Sunday either at 9 or 11 And your Sunday school teacher is going to be looking for you either at 10 or on Zoom or 
it's either 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Catherine's class met last Sunday. They'll probably meet that time again this week. God bless you. God, we love you and we honor you as our master. Father, please keep your hand upon our church. Keep us safe. Put your boundaries around us that we won't get sick. We won't be hurt. We'll just be able to do the things God and lift up and exalt Jesus to our community in a way that will bring honor and glory to you. Now, Father, it is by faith we're trusting you. Our hope and our refuge is in you. You are our shield and protector, our shield of faith. We love you. Jesus, thank you for all your goodness. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful evening.